Welcome to Winning Minds. We're not negative, we're positive. We don't get bitter, we get better. We don't lose, we win. We understand that life is more than what happens to you. It's about how you respond. And that response starts in your mind. And if you can change your mind, change what, how, and the way you think, you will change your life. Welcome to a positive mind, a better mind, a winning mind. I am your host, Fred Lavalley, and this is the Winning Minds Podcast. When he was 13 years old, the healthy, happy life he lived was turned upside down and within a few years became, as he describes it, reckless. In this episode, I talk with Javi Gaona about his tumultuous middle and high school years and what that led to after high school. But now he is winning thanks to a critical decision and a new way of looking at accountability and responsibility. Thank you for listening, and I hope this episode contributes to your next winning decision. Welcome to Winning Minds. This is Fred Lavalley, and I have a good friend with me, Javi Gauna. He also lives in Athens, Georgia. I've known him for a long time, brought him on because he has an interesting story, unique story. He's been through some things, and I believe they are very relevant to a lot of people, especially nowadays. Um, he's been through stuff, and he's figured out how to win. He's lost a few battles, and he's winning a whole lot more now. And so I really wanted to bring him on, and uh, hopefully he can share a few things with us all to help us win in our life and whatever life might throw at us. So without further ado, I'll roll it on over. Javi, go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about yourself, and uh, feel free to dive right into your story if you'd like to. Yeah, my name is Javi Gaona. I'm 23 years old. I am from Athens, Georgia. And uh, yes, I have lost many battles, but I am win. Uh, but I am winning now. I am a Hispanic American. My parents were born in Mexico. My my parents came at a very young age to to America to start a new life, to work, to be successful, to raise and start a family here. And you know that's exactly what they did. So. Uh, you know, I grew up in a nice, stable home. My mom was a housewife, loved raising us, loved cooking, loved cleaning, just loved uh, being around the family. My dad was a hardworking man. He had his own business. He was successful in that business. Uh, you know, he, he, you know, he made a lot of business deals and, you know, life was pretty good. You know, I was normal kid. You know, loved action figures, loved video games, loved getting in trouble, loved getting dirty, and and all of that changed at around the age of 13. My parents went through a nasty separation and divorce, and you know, at a you know at a young age like that, when you see something that big happening, at first you're more in shock. You know, you don't really know it's real, or you really don't know if it's really happening until later on. And so, you know, I remember just uh, going through a lot of emotions at first. It was hurt, you know, shot, like I said, uh, confused, being raised in a nice stable home to all of a sudden it's over. That really took a big uh, hit on, on, on my life, you know, mentally and physically. My father, eventually ended up leaving you know he left to Mexico my mom went her separate way and I ended up staying here with one of my uncles and my cousins that were all around my age but you know you lose you know when you lose that yet father figure in your life not only do you lose him physically but you also lose many 
other things in many different aspects. For instance, me and him were really close. You know, we would go play soccer, shoot around the backyard. And so when he left, I would say a part of me left with him. And that, you know, and, you know, a lot of little things, but one of the things was sports. You know, I lost my passion for sports. I lost the urge to want to go play soccer. And, you know, it was just because of all the traumatic experience of seeing my parents separate and my dad leave. You know, so often we hear stories of how sports are an outlet for kids and for people that when they go through a hard time that they turn to sports and sports becomes everything to them as a way to distract and to deal with the pain and to give themselves a purpose and a passion and all that. But for you, it was the opposite. It actually caused you to drop it all and leave it all. Yep. A lot of people try to uh, almost hide or cover up the pain with sports. And you see with me, my dad was always taking me to all my soccer games. My dad was always the one coaching me. Uh, my dad was always the one practicing with me. So when he left, like I said, that passion left with him. And so I was like, you know what? Since he's not here, there's no point in, 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 in playing no more because I lost that sense of, hey, you know what? Let me make my dad proud. And so I was living with an uncle uh, then I lived with an auntie, uh, and so I was going from house to house, wasn't very stable, you know, during the summer I would get a job, and then I would bounce to another family member's house, and I, I even tried to go live with my mom out in the West Coast, that didn't work out, and you know, that didn't work out because I would see her, you know, moving on in her life, and so to me it was like, you know, this isn't normal. This isn't the same. And so I tried that. I tried going to Mexico. That didn't work out. And so I was just moving from literally state to state, place to place, was never stable, never found a secure place to live in as a, as, as a teenager. And, you know, when you lose your father, not, uh, physically but when you lose him you know when he's not there with you you lose that sense of accountability and so I would live life thinking that there was no consequences I would live life thinking hey I could do this and I will never get in trouble you know and you know I was just doing this and that you know drinking at a young age and just ex uh, experimenting and many other things at a young age that I know I wouldn't have done if my dad was there. But since I lost that sense of accountability, it was just all gone, if that makes sense. And so mm -hmm. I was thinking in a way where I was almost invincible. I was like, hey, I can do this. You know, nobody's here to tell me if this is right or wrong because, you know, my dad was in the picture. So I just felt like I was invincible. I was living through life like that through almost all of my teenage years long story short went to Vegas came back to Georgia uh, was my sophomore and junior year was here in Georgia and then I went back and then I lived I moved to Texas with my cousins and it was just three guys four guys I'm sorry with no authority whatsoever you know like whatsoever so I graduated from Texas. That was a rough experience. I came back here to Georgia in, in 2016, 
I'm sorry, 2014, I moved here back from Georgia, and I've been living here ever since then. It's just been a rough uh, teenage upbringing, and I could say, you know, living with no accountability from both of your parents really takes a, a toll on your mind. And, you know, it just causes you to do many things that you would never, ever imagine doing. Did it almost change your mentality from, I'm not going to get in trouble, to who cares if I get in trouble? It, yep, it, it, yep, and, and, and it did, wow. uh, because I was always a tight, I mean, you know, I was a church kid. You know, I grew up in church. I knew what was right and wrong and all this. And so I... I always had a, a, just a moral conviction. Hey, you know what? This is right. This is wrong. But once I started to see that nobody really paid attention to me and nobody really uh, was telling me what was right and what was wrong anymore, I, I, you know, my, you know, my mentality was like, Hey, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to start doing these things because, you know, nobody's at home waiting for me, you know, ready to, get on me and to ground me and to, you know, discipline me. So I just lived my life like that, just not caring, almost reckless. I can only imagine how many, how many 15, 16, 13 year olds are dealing with that. And you know, you don't know, you don't know until you know, you can't judge a book by the, by its cover. People aren't walking around with their life story on their sleeve. We have no idea. But so that went through high school. You finished out of high school, living in Texas. You said you and three cousins by yourselves you know and we can all imagine or, or at least begin to imagine what that means for how you guys <laughs> were living out there uh, oh yeah and so once you graduated high school uh, then what happened yeah so after I graduated in high school in 2014 uh, I actually met, made a believe it or not I made a pit stop in Dallas worked there for a few months and then I finally came back to Georgia uh I think I moved from place to place even when I did graduate back from Georgia that you know I think it was one two three it was about four times I, w I moved in a span of two years so from 2014 to 2016 I moved four times from family member to family member's house and so you know after I graduated high school I would say everything that was boiled that was you know that was inside of me just really boiled up and just exploded if that makes sense because you know after you graduate high school you're what 17 18 so you you know in your mind you feel more free and you know you are to a certain degree more free you're more liberated you're you know you had the privilege to do many other things that you wouldn't in high school so I would say it got worse after high school because you know, I was driving already. I, you know, I had my license. I could go there. I could do this. I, you know, and like I said, still no accountability over my life. So I was out there and it really did get worse after high school. But I would contribute that to all those years in middle school and high school. Just all of that just made it worse after high school. And, you know, I started drinking heavily, uh, just started doing just other sorts of type of things, you know, drugs that got involved in my life. You know, one thing I do notice, Fred, is when you don't have the attention of a mother and a father, 
us as humans, we will look for attention somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I would look for attention in the streets. And, you know, when I say streets, I'm not talking about, you know, big, huge gangs. No, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not talking about that necessarily. I'm just talking about friends that would always be there for me and not necessarily in a, in a good way, but just, Hey, let's go drink. Hey, let's go smoke. And so you would look for attention from those type of people mm-hmm. and from those type of influences. And, you know, at parties, you know, you would go to parties so you could see everybody. and So everybody could see you, you know, you would, you know, just start doing all these other type of stuff just to be seen, just to ha- get that attention that I lacked because I didn't have it from my mother or father. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's what happens is when that void, you know, is there, you try to look for it and many other things, you know, like I say, uh, some people do it in sports. I did it in just a lot of type of uh, street stuff, you just know, parties, drugs, yeah, exactly, exactly. Alcohol and all that type of stuff. And so that's what happens when you lose your, 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 you know, that accountability of your mother and father. What happened to, to, I mean, you were on a downward spiral from, I mean, 13, it's just growing, increasing, 18, all coming to head. It's like you said, yes. it boiled over, went out of control. And I'm sure there's many more details that you could just go on and on and on and on about. How did you get out of that? What brought you out of that? How did you change? How did you start yeah. winning? <laughs> okay. So my wife, you know, she was in my, you know, she was my girlfriend back in that day. Uh, she's my wife now, but. You know, I was dating her, and even in our relationship, it was spiraling down because it was getting to the point where I would stop paying attention to her, and I would just go out and just do my own thing, you know, uh, just drinking and just doing all these other type of stuff. And it was just getting worse and worse and worse, and my emotions were being destroyed. Uh, mentally, I was being destroyed. I just I just knew that if I, if I continued this path, I knew that I would either end up dead or in prison. And I knew that just, you know, just many circumstances, I knew that I would end up in those two things. And so I would say what really helped me, uh, you know, just a, a, you know, there's a few reasons, but family, uh, I have always been a, you know, I have always loved my sisters, my mother, my father. So I would think of them, you know, before I would do something super stupid. I was thinking, <laughs> something I'm dumber like, than the stuff you were doing <laughs> <laughs> yes yes even something dumber believe it or not so you know just family and, you know but you know even beyond that I think I hit rock bottom that's what really turned it around if that makes sense uh yeah. what how did I you, really when'd you hit rock I, bottom I hit rock bottom when I went to jail and you know I was only in jail for one week but I was thinking about my childhood upbringing, you know, be, you know, before my parents separated, I would always remember as a child saying, I would never drink. I would never smoke. I would never do drugs. I would never party and I would never go to jail. And, and so when I was in jail, guess what? Those five things came to my mind. Like, Hey, Javi, here you are in jail. And here you are. You did all of these things that you said that you wouldn't do as a child. And all of those things brought you here. 
And so that was really a slap in the face moment. I said, look, you know, here you are saying that you want to do these things, but you're in jail right now. And so I, you know, I was just contemplating all that, like, hey, you know what? This isn't the life for me. You know, this isn't the life that I dreamed as as a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, I was at rock bottom. I was just, I would say I was depressed and I was just on a brink of just, you know, suicide in there. And so what I did, I, I reached out, you know, uh, to a pastor I knew all my life. You know, I have known him all my life. I told my sister, I said, hey, call Pastor LaValle from Athens, Georgia, Victory Chapel, and tell him that I want to change my life. And so me, me and that pastor, he's known me as a child. So he immediately went, he talked to me. And he asked me, he said, do you want change in your life? Do you want to be different? And I told him, yes, you know, I'm tired of bouncing from place to place. I'm tired of being depressed. I'm tired of just feeling sad and hurt and alone. And so I ended up saying a simple prayer, giving my life to Christ. And ever since then, my life has changed. And so you know, I'm not perfect. My life isn't perfect, but it has totally made a 180 turn for the best. You mm-hmm. know, now I'm, and so, you know, now I'm married. I have a great job. I am surrounded by great people. I have great influences, good friends, great friends. I'm sorry. My, my mentality has changed. I understand that in life there is consequences and I understand in life, you know, you do have to make the right choices, the right decisions in life. And I do understand that you have to take responsibility in life and that you can't live your life a hundred miles per hour. My whole mindset has changed after that. Thanks for listening to today's show. I hope you enjoyed it and found it useful. Please, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast and post a comment. And then tell two people today about Winning Minds. I hope you'll join us on the next episode. But until then, keep your mind healthy and keep winning with the Winning Minds podcast.